At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Yes, Thursday edition of The Edge. We've got a lot to get to today, man. A lot to get to. We're going to jam in baseball. William Hill is going to be with us, Pointed Weekly contributor and writer. Also appears frequently on programs like A Numbers Game and Lombardi Line. And the Yankees fan. Get his thoughts on the New York Yankees. Garrett Cole getting smacked around yesterday by the Toronto Blue Jays. No surprise. No, Garrett was... Cole's been smacked around quite a bit this year. The last three starts have not been great for Garrett Cole, especially for a team in the playoff line. But we'll get to that in a couple of minutes from now. More on college football, too. And, of course, wrap up the shows we do every day with Best Best. But it is Thursday, the day before a football Friday, which means we get primetime NFL action today, Matt Eubens. I It's no better than this. Okay. I know the sarcasm is there. But I cannot help but be intrigued and, like, really can't wait to watch this game tonight between Jacksonville and Cincinnati. Well, I would say if, if you're intrigued by this, you'll be intrigued by any matchup in the NFL. That's right. Yeah, man. I'm a, no, I, like I mean, it is Joe Burrow. It's Trevor Lawrence. Right. You think about these two guys went head-to-head in the college football national championship game, and two years later, they're playing for two of the worst franchises in the league. Yep. And, well, and there's so many other things that go into it, right? Trevor Lawrence has been buried uh, on Sundays. Yeah. This is his, like, spot in the limelight. And mm-hmm. nobody really – there's a lot of people who probably haven't seen how bad he has been. So this is a really interesting spot. And then you get on the flip side, a Cincinnati Bengals team who has, what is it, six wins in the last two seasons, if you don't include this year up to this point, who is now an eight-point favorite over the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> like, I get it. The Jags' power rating is at an all-time low. And the Bengals are coming off of a really solid outing against Pittsburgh. Like, he, Joe Burrow wasn't pressured one time in mm-hmm. that game. He was one of the highest graded passers of the week by PFF standards. Yeah, it was a really great performance. 
But I just, I think this is fascinating from that perspective alone is you're laying eight points with the Cincinnati Bengals. That's just it. That's incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not talking to me. I'm not laying eight points with the Bengals. Yeah, just the, you know, the collective. In general, yeah. yeah. If you want to bet the Bengals, you're laying eight points. I think most people would probably look and say, well, I'll play the Bengals on a teaser. You bought a point. You got it down to seven, right? I did not. <laughs> I'm not I'm not laying this type of number with the Bengals. Like you said, this is a, an entirely new role for the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I was going to go back and look, and I forgot last time. When the last time was the Bengals were favored by eight points or more? And um, I looked uh, through my point spread logs and couldn't find anything recent, obviously. But uh, it was with Andy Dalton as quarterback way right. back when. The, uh, the Bengals not accustomed to uh, being big favorites like this. And I, I think the safe way to play it, if you like that side, just knock Bengals down on a teaser because this is, again, another pretty good teaser week where there are plenty of options out there. Yep. You don't have to lay the seven and a half or eight with Cincinnati. You can knock uh, this down on a teaser. I, I would feel, I think, safer doing it that way than teasing the Jaguars up because a bad team like the Jaguars is certainly capable of getting blown out any night. I was uh, I was once told by a wise man, you don't ask bad teams to do good things for you. You try not to do that on a consistent basis. <laughs> and that, it's not it's not a solid strategy. And look, there's an argument yeah. to be made, by the way, that you, these are two bad teams. Like, we still don't know that much about Cincinnati, right? And, like, they could have easily lost the Minnesota Vikings game. And congratulations, you beat the Steelers, who have one of the worst offenses in the National Football League. So we don't really know that much about Cincinnati. But through three games, we do know a couple of things here. And, and this is what I think is a really intriguing matchup. And, it, again, it involves Trevor Lawrence. So very quietly, the Cincinnati Bengals – have actually blitzed the fifth most times in the National Football League. They're sending pressure pretty often up to this point in the NFL season. And the one thing that we know is that Trevor Lawrence has struggled when he gets blitzed. Up mm-hmm. to this point this year, how about this? When blitzed, he is 8 of 23 for 122, 102 yards, 4.4 yards per attempt, one touchdown, two interceptions, and four turnover-worthy plays. When he's under pressure... He's completing 41% of his passes, 15 of 36, for 4.2 yards per attempt. How about this touchdown to interception ratio? One touchdown, four interceptions, and five turnover-worthy plays. Yeah, it's I mean, been a nightmare when most, he's split. Most quarterbacks who are going to get pressured, their numbers are going to look pretty bad. Yep. Even Tom Brady, when he gets pressured, his numbers are going to look bad. But uh, it's the same thing, JBT, that I said about the Jaguars in the preseason. Their offensive line is weak. And uh, when you have a weak offensive line, you can't run the ball, you're going to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and Trevor Lawrence is going to look bad. So none of this that's happening with the Jaguars really surprises me. Now, I did think in the past couple weeks there might be a spot where they would rise up and be dangerous dogs. They had a lead against the Broncos. They blew it. They had a lead last week. They blew it. So it's not not like they're playing four quarters of bad football every time out, but it's still not the type of team I want to back. I mean, there, there are plenty of other options on the betting board. And you know what? What's interesting about a game like this, too, with Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, sometimes when you get two bad teams together, you can get a highly entertaining game. Yeah. You think about that Giants-Washington game a couple of weeks ago. So maybe this turns into a high-scoring game tonight. I wouldn't bet against that. It's like watching two dudes who can't fight. They're just throwing haymakers <laughs> the whole time. You know what I mean? And then you know, all of a sudden like you watching get watching to... an NBA fight. <laughs> right, yeah. Two guys who don't know how to throw a punch. And, yep. Yeah. Ah, Serge Baca. There was one with Serge Baca a couple of years ago where he, I think he socked Joakim Noah in the face. That was great. Well, Serge Baca That's... knows how to throw punches. Oh, yeah. But there, I've seen some other guys in the NBA fight. Who have That's no very clue. true. And you see uh, Charles Barkley and Shaq. Remember that fight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's actually a good YouTube callback every once in a while. Um, so we should note, too, and I, I, will, I will say, like, I'm very – I have not eliminated the um, – 
the thought that I will maybe have a small play on Jacksonville by the time we get to kickoff later. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, from a power rating perspective, I made the, like, I thought this number was going to be well below eight where it's at right now. I thought four and a half was more of a fair mm-hmm. number for Cincinnati in a spot like this. So you certainly got to jack up the numbers to make people bet bad teams like right. the Jaguars. But I, I do think there's going to be some so-called sharper betters uh, that are on the dog tonight. And uh, I'm just not going to get there with it. Uh, it's um, all the eights have pretty much disappeared off the screen. You got seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, would, would, you, would you think about taking eight? Sure. Uh, I just think the better way to play it would probably be knock the Bengals down to minus one and a half. But, again, I'm not going to play the game at all. We should also know uh, big news for this matchup. Lambomatic. Lambomatic. Josh Lambo. Uh, he is not with the team uh, for, I guess they've called this personal reasons as well. Uh, he has been absolutely awful. Their kicker, the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. So they're going to roll with a kid off the practice squad who actually made a couple appearances for the Steelers last year. I uh, was perfect for the Steelers in a short sample size, but that's another just nail in the coffin you for may, Jacksonville. You may not see Josh Lambeau again. Yeah. That's too bad when you have a Thursday night primetime game like this and one of the superstars is not going to be on the field. The stalwart for yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, for those who don't know, Lambeau, 0-3 on field goal attempts through his first three games. Also missed two extra points last week against Arizona. <laughs> so uh, it's safe to say he missed extra points as uh, an NFL. I've seen so many more missed extra points. So yep. this has been moved back than I expected we would see. Yeah. Well, and that's it goes. So that's why I think it's more fair. Like there's deeper kind of, like, there's so many conversations to be had about like the key numbers, like how much more key six becomes and like two, right? Like we talked about those teasers. It's so unpredictable. Like, yeah. You, you can't predict. Like, oh, of course. Miss yeah. Extra points. So it's just random. Yep. All right. Well, so with that, you know, again, Bengals, Jags, seven and a half total of 46, uh, strong lean toward Jacksonville just because of the number there for Cincinnati. But we'll see uh, how I feel by the time we get to kickoff. Now, we do have news in the National Football League to go over as well for a couple of key games. This is something that you had brought up, and now it is starting to come to fruition a little bit more out in the public eye here. Rob Gronkowski, that injury issue is legitimate. Uh-huh. He did not practice this morning, and his status for Sunday is clearly uh, in doubt against the New England Patriots. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a highly power-rated team. They have a lot of weapons, and a loss of Rob Gronkowski might not be worth that much. And, in fact, since the news has come out, the Patriots are now up to seven with a yeah. total of 49 or 49 and a half. Uh, yeah, I had heard about this yesterday that Gronk might not play in the game, but it looks like it's not going to impact the number at all. Yeah, I mean, it went up a half point. So, I, I think maybe we see this it all the time. It was headed up a half. It was headed up to seven no matter why. Right. This is, I, I said this a couple of days ago. If I've heard, if I've talked to or heard from 20, 20 betters on this game, 19 of them like the Buccaneers, yeah. you know, in the last uh, few days. I have talked to one guy who likes the Patriots, but he, he had about 10 drinks in him last night when he said, I like the Patriots. <laughs> was it one of those, <laughs> was it one of those where you're sitting in silence? He's like, you know what? I like the Patriots this weekend, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even talking about it. So, I, and I actually kind of like the Patriots a little bit, not enough to maybe include them on the contest, yeah. but we'll see where this number goes. Again, if we're talking about getting up to seven and a half, whatever it is, it'd be interesting to see what the market wants to do with this, with the news that Gronkowski could be missing. And remember, still, it's congrats on getting Richard Sherman. You're still down three corners essentially here, and we don't even know if Sherman's going to be available for this coming weekend. The other bit of news, this is kind of important. It doesn't look like Lamar Jackson's going to miss this game. But he is dealing with what is being called a, quote, back flare-up. He missed practice on Wednesday. We'll see. I haven't seen anything updated yet as of today, whether or not he was available. But a back flare-up, not very good for a mobile quarterback like this. But regardless, I wanted to bring this up for two reasons. One, Lamar Jackson is pretty damn important for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, but the other is, at this point right now, Eubens, we're starting to see that market, regardless of the status around him. It's moving back toward Baltimore here. We're at pick minus one, even one spot in the faraway place. Fandle has minus one. Baltimore on this game. Yeah, I'm a little surprised here because I initially I thought the Ravens would open maybe as one point favorites, but 
the Broncos were one, one and a half. We even saw twos out there, I think. Did, yeah. did I get the two to a few spots? I thought it did. Um, I, I took one and a half with the Ravens. It's just a small bet. I thought, uh, you know, the Broncos played a w- pretty weak schedule up to this point. I really like that Ravens running offense. I think they're going to pose a new type of challenge that the Broncos have not seen. I, th- I think some of those – I like the Broncos' defense, okay, but mm-hmm. I think the Denver defensive numbers are a little bit phony at this point. And, uh, but with this news about Lamar Jackson, I think this is going to be an ongoing thing with Lamar Jackson throughout the season, especially yeah. with a quarterback who runs this much. Last week he had a, what he had a, a hip injury, yeah, I think, right from flipping into the end zone, landed awkwardly, and uh, his, his hip was hurt. He went out and played pretty well against the Lions last week. I think this is going to be a weekly case with him where you're going to hear that Lamar Jackson's banged up, but he's going to be out there on Sunday. I'm not really that enthusiastic about this Ravens bet. He said it was a small play, uh, but uh, this is certainly not good news to hear that uh, he's got a back flare up. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it hasn't moved the market whatsoever. Like it's you a, said, there are a couple uh, spots out there where the, the Ravens favorite. are now one point favorites. So. Yep. And now, the other market move that has been kind of surprising, and this is just, a, we haven't had any updates on this officially as we move forward, but this is now starting to move back in the direction of Miami. I was surprised by the market's initial support there for Indianapolis uh-huh. in this game. And Almost then we get, too. Yeah, Almost right? Too. And then we get the news yesterday. How about this? Colts, seven starters missing practice yesterday. Get Jack Doyle, DNP, Eric Fisher, Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, Quiddy Pay, Braden Smith, Gary Willis. Like, there's a, just go down the list. There's a lot of guys who are banged up for Indianapolis. Some of these guys could probably play, right? DNPs on Wednesday. They're not the biggest deals in the world, but that's something to monitor. This team's banged up. That offensive line's extremely thin. Uh, again, it just it doesn't look like a great spot for Indianapolis. To have this under that field goal is kind of surprising. Yeah, I don't like home favorites of less than uh, three. Yeah. You know, you got a two-and-a-half, two, one-and-a-half point home. That usually indicates that's a, a weak home favorite, and uh, I thought the Dolphins would actually be, like, full three-point favorites in this game. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. William Hill's going to be with us as we talk a lot about Major League Baseball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSEN, the sports betting network. All right, here's a good idea. Start your VSEN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts 24 7 video streaming. Daily best bet emails and a lot more. Full access to vcin.com data and analysis as well. You get everything vcin has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. When I think of uh, William Hill, the vcin handicapper, I think of two things, Jimmy. Okay. The Yankees and vcin.com slash subscribe. That's, that's very true. <laughs> Let's bring him in. Uh, William is with us right now. We'll dive right into uh, baseball with Will and uh, we appreciate it as always, man. So let's start with this. Uh, humans and I are on opposite ends, not only of the desk physically, uh, but I had a Phillies. T- I say I had. They're technically still alive. Phillies take it to win the NL East. He's on the Braves to win this division. Uh, the Phillies are disappointing. They've lost the first two games of the series up to this point. They're all but eliminated. So give us the read on the Phillies overall and in this spot against the Braves here today where the Braves can put a cap on it and end it. Yeah, they're a dead team in my mind. The Phillies are a dead team. It wasn't that long ago. I'm on the same with you. I had a Phillies ticket, some some real nice long shot prices. They got to have a two-game lead at one point back late July. But Friday night, uh, they won. The Braves lost that continuation game against the Padres. Then they had another game against the Padres. And if they had lost that one, the, the league would be down to a half a game. And you could, really could have done some things where you hedged out, you know, depending on what price you got in the Phillies. But the Braves won, and ever since then, it's just gone. Everything's uh, Everything has gone their way. Uh, they won a crazy game Saturday night where they were down three or four runs a couple different times. Padres had a one-run lead again in the ninth, two outs, and, and the Braves win it. Uh, game Sunday, two out, nobody on for Tatis. He gets a bad strike three call. Braves hang on to win it, and they've just they've controlled these first two games. We threw a b- good ball game Tuesday night, but Philly just doesn't have a lot outside of Harper. Uh, you know, they got a couple of really good pitchers with Wheeler and, and Nola, who's been disappointing this year. But uh, to me, the Braves are just a better team. The Phillies are dead. I'd be surprised if they got off the mat here and won a game. To me, I mean, it's over. They know it's over. Uh, give the Braves credit. They've done a nice job retooling their team. I mean, they lost Acuna. They, remember, they're without Azunia. They're without Soroka. It was it was looking like at the deadline, they were six or seven maybe out. It, they may, you know, cash in the chips and just trade some pieces, get ready for next year. They add Peterson, which was a little bit of a surprise move. Then they totally retool their outfield. You know, with nobody else in the NL East pulling away, they grab uh, Soler, they grab Duval, who's been really good. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the infield hits 30 homers. So I expect this to be a coronation tonight for the Braves. I expect them to win this game. There you go, JVT. William Hill just threw dirt on your grave. Yes, also yeah. use the word coronation. That's oh, never a positive. Graves. <laughs> you know, when I made that bet on the Braves to win the division, I think it was in May at plus 175, when Acuna went down to an injury, I said, okay, that bet's dead. Braves can't win the division without Acuna. But they've done a great job. Uh, adding to that roster 
and a lot of those guys have come through. And uh, they let me let me add one more thing, yeah. Maddie. I think you can get him plus seven hundred to win the the National League. That was the price I got a, a day or two okay. ago. And it's not a number. It's not a guy that's going to move the number. But Devin Williams being out for the Brewers, that's who they're going to place in the, play in the first round. You know, you figure, you know, okay, the Brewers got really good pitching, but so do the Braves. If they get by that by that series, I mean, you're sitting there with a plus seven hundred ticket. If they play the the Dodgers, that's not ideal. But plus seven hundred to me is, is some value. I'm curious what you guys think of that. What do you think, JB? Uh, I would say so. I, mean, I think the one thing mm-hmm. that, uh, and the one thing that works for you too is right. If I remember, this, if San Francisco wins that division, then you got three three stacked teams on the other half of the bracket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I yeah. think that that would be definitely worth a look because you mm-hmm. can have a, a favorable path at least to the uh, NLCS. Yeah. What do you, uh, well, what do you think quickly about the Bryce Harper MVP talk? Because he's getting a lot more support than I thought he would here down the stretch. Are you buying that or not? Um, what's the question? Do I think he'll win or do I think he should win? I actually do think he'll win. Soto should win. Soto's the best player. He's the most valuable player. What he's doing on a night-to-night basis. Some of the stats is just, you know, it's been almost two years with games he hasn't reached base back-to-back nights. It's right. just, it's incredible what he's done. If I had a vote, I would vote for Soto. I know there's, you know, we don't know who's voting on this. Some of the, there's an antiquated thought process. Well, he's in last place, so we can't vote for him. Look, Harper's team's not going to make the playoffs either. Right. If I had a vote, I would go for Soto. I don't think it'll be Harper. I mean, I don't think it'll be Soto. I, I think it'll be Harper, but I think it's, it's more of a coin flip now. I do. And, you know, if you could get plus 320 or whatever it is on Soto, I do think that's a good bet. I, I think it's, I think Har- uh, Harper will win a, a narrow vote. Uh, some of the prices all year were crazy on Tatis. I mean, it wasn't that long ago where Tatis is like minus 300 to win this award, which I never understood. And the Padres obviously not going to be a playoff team, but neither are the uh, Phillies and the Nationals. So you got your uh, your top three candidates for MVP not going to be in the playoffs in the National League. All right, William Hill, let's talk about the Yankees. Garrett Cole booed off the mound in the Bronx over the weekend, Again. bombed last night in Toronto, and now Corey Kluber goes tonight trying to get the Yankees back in the win column here. Yankees uh, plus 130, 135 in that range against Robbie Ray tonight in the Blue Jays. Are you optimistic about the Yankees or not? You can't get a good feel for this Yankee team. You know, Matty, you follow them every night. You yep. think they're going to do one thing, they go the other. You're ready to kick dirt on them, and they come out of nowhere and win eight straight. It's a total pitching mismatch. I mean, Ray, like you said, is going to win the Cy Young. Kluber, you know, he's won Cy Youngs in his day, but his better days are past him. He's throwing the ball 89, 90 miles an hour, and it's just, look, it, against this lineup, if you're not able to, you know, spin the ball, get him to expand the zone, make him chase, if you have to live in the strike zone tonight, if you're Kluber, I think it's going to be a rough matchup. I, I think Toronto will hit him. You know, like I said, the Yankees are totally unpredictable. And if I'm Boone, I, I bet the Blue Jays tonight. But if I'm Boone, I manage this like a playoff game. Because if I go into the last weekend with three games to go playing Tampa, who loves beating the Yankees, does not like the Yankees, I'm up one. Toronto's got Baltimore for three. Uh, Boston's got Washington for three. You uh-huh. cannot count on any help. And you do not want to sit here and, and have to worry about tiebreaker games and then play a wild card just to get in the best of five. And to boot, they don't have any of the tiebreakers. So any any wild card tiebreaker will be on the road. That's a bad scenario. This is a huge game. This is almost like a playoff game uh, for the Yankees. If they win, they're in. Their magic number's one. Uh, so they'll you know they'll get one of the games this weekend. You figure against the Rays, but this is an an enormous game tonight. And I think you have to favor the Blue Jays. I thought this price was a little cheap. I thought it'd be more like a dollar seventy, dollar eighty. I also think you have to like the Blue Jays in this matchup tonight. Yep, yep. would agree with that. All right, okay. well, uh, we got a little less than five minutes left with you, so let's transition to the NFL real quick. Uh, we'll start with Browns and Vikings. So it's funny we open up with a side in which humans and I are head to head on. It might be another one here. Uh, I think you know I was on the Vikings last week in a very big way, tied them to a lot of stuff. Uh, but I think this matchup really works in favor of Cleveland, especially with that defensive line up against that offensive line in Minnesota. But what say you as the Browns are a two-point favorite with a total of 52? 
I like the Vikings. You know, I, I watched every play of that game last week. And it's funny, you know, we talk about home field advantage. What's it worth? Is it a point in three quarters, is it two, two and a quarter? They won that game by 13 points last week against the Seahawks. I'm telling you, if that game was in Seattle, they would have lost and they probably would have lost it by double digits. So sometimes some of these crowds, all these crowds are not created equally. I think the crowd noise helps their defensive line. It helps their pass rush. Uh, it helps protect their offensive line a little bit that, you know, the defensive line for the, for the other team doesn't get as good of a, a jump on the ball. And, you know, Cousins looked comfortable last week. This team really should be 3-0. I mean, they got a bogus fumble call in Cincinnati. Cook was not down. They should have at least been in field goal range where they either win or tie that game. And then they miss a chip shot two weeks ago against Arizona uh, in what was a great game. Where, you know, What would this line be? That's the way I look at it. What would this line be if the Vikings are 3-0 and at home? They'd probably be given a couple points instead of getting a couple points. Uh, Zimmer's been very good as a dog. He's been very good at home. Vikings are tough in that building. That building is very loud. Uh, you know, ha Having no fans last year. There's a, there's an amped up enthusiasm for this team. So I'm going to take the couple of points here with the Vikings and, you know, not opposed to a teaser here. Obviously, if you could tease it through seven. The Browns are not picking on Justin Fields and Matt Nagy this week, JVT. No, they're not. No. no. Okay. My guy, Kirk Cousins. All right. Uh, how about the Jets? Can, can you get on board with the oh. Jets here taking seven at home against the Titans? I'm going to have to. Yep. I'm going <laughs> to have to. I just think. Man, it's not a beauty contest in the NFL. You got to play some of these ugly sides, and this is maybe the time to jump in on the Jets. The Titans are all banged up at receiver. AJ Brown's not going to play. Julio Jones got pulled late last week, and they called it load management or rest manager or something. I mean, he's clearly injured, and they're just hiding. There's no, I mean, you don't pull somebody in week three like that. So if you go in there with no Brown and, and no Julio Jones, you're probably just going to run the ball, look for, you know, a 24 20 conservative win, get out of there. A little bit of a flat spot for the Titans, who are already up two and a half games on the Colts. I mean, they're going to run away with this division. Um, you know, some of these teams are going to wrap up their divisions. I think by December, them. I think the Cowboys. So, bit of a flat spot here. Um, you know, the Titans are not great on defense. Maybe Wilson looks a little bit more comfortable. Maybe you know he finally looks like an NFL quarterback this week. Uh, the Jets have actually played pretty well on defense. So. You know, maybe you get a 24-20 ugly, ugly win for the Titans, but a cover here for the Jets. All right, man, last 90 seconds. Walk us through Giants and Saints. Seems pretty surprising that the market all of a sudden pretty bullish on this Saints team. Seven and a half at home. Are we running out of time for NBA preseason, JVT? I got, <laughs> some, RJ Ham I got some RJ Hampton props I'm ready to play. Come yeah. On. Uh, yeah, I like the points here with the Giants. I, I think Winston has been bad in his career as a favorite. You never know what you're going to get with him. And this is not your older brother Saints where they scored 40 points a week and they just blow you out of the building. This is a defensive-oriented team. They're just a little over four yards per play. They were horrible a couple weeks ago against the Panthers. Uh, a little better last week, but, I mean, that was really two pick sixes why they won last week. Um, you know, the Giants, they can muck the game up. I think of the game last year against Seattle where, the, you know, the game was really ugly and they, they won a low-scoring game. So I think this game will be ugly. It'll be low-scoring. I'm not opposed to an under, but I'm going to take those eight points. I think this, this line is inflated here. William Hill, you can go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Check out all the written work. It regularly appears on a numbers game with Barty Line as well. Points for weekly is out there too. Did I miss anything, Will? No, feaston.com slash subscribe. We got Pistons Magic <laughs> preseason next week. I know you're going to be fired up. I can't wait. Uh, dude, NBA guy, the deadline is on Friday, so I'll be off tomorrow, actually, to finish that up. So that'll be coming out pretty soon. There are some bad teams in the NBA, man. There are some horrible. I'm going starting to go through it, man. There are some horrible teams. OKC and the Rockets, there are some rough teams. It's going to be pretty bad, and I can't wait to watch every yeah. second of it. All right, well, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> See you guys. By the way, Sneaky, are you ready for this? Jordan Poole, most improved. 40 to 1. Let's go. Okay. Keep an eye out. I like the player. I like the price. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to college football. We actually have games tonight. One that is kind of worth watching, I guess. The Hurricanes actually get this done. We'll talk about it.
This is The Edge on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Point Spread Weekly is out now. And in this edition, we break down Tom Brady's return to New England and his face off with Bill Belichick. The Sunday night deal, plenty of coverage in PSW this week. I focus on Lane Kiffin's showdown with Nick Saban in uh, Tuscaloosa. Brady Cannon evalu- evaluates the week four contest plays. Adam Burke breaks down situational spots that have value. These stories and a lot more in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly. Download it today or go to vcin.com slash subscribe for more info. vcin.com slash subscribe. There's the cover. Brady, Belichick, what did you expect this Can't week? Wait. I thought it was going to be the NBA preseason matchup this Sunday. There's four games. What are you doing? <laughs> Come on. Nothing in Point Spread Weekly about that? That's Get to work on that NBA betting guide. Yes, I will. When oh. is that going to be out? Um, I am told October 11th. Okay. A week before the season starts. Yeah, that's only a week, that's already a week before the season starts. Training camp is already open. Preseason starts on Sunday. It's already here, baby. You know what I got an email to really quickly? I got an email yesterday. You know what it said? Uh, I didn't get the same email. You, you, well, you might have actually because okay. this is something we share in common. Come and get your digital edition of the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Guide. No, I didn't get yeah. that. The digital version's already ready? It is. Yes. Can you imagine? Like, this uh, is insane. Wow. College basketball's right around the corner. Well, usually it's available at some point in October. Yeah. And uh, I go to the Gambler's Bookstore to pick up the... Because you like the hard copy. I like the hard copy. Yeah. I'm old school. I like to have that book in my hands. And uh, that's one of my favorite publications, Blue Ribbon. I, I'm going to start college basketball work here in a couple weeks. But uh, I did one hour's work on the NBA yep. a couple nights ago. Sent you some predictions uh, for the betting guide. But... You know, it's, it's really hard to dig too deep into basketball. We're in the first month of football season. You're trying to focus on football. <laughs> you say that, and, and yeah. I'm up to my eyeballs in NBA stuff already. I'm actually kind of getting excited. I kind of hate it. That's fine, though. It's coming up. All right, with that, we do have games tonight. And, well, we have, I think, a game worth monitoring here. We have another game, too, in college football that will share the stage with the National Football League. But let's start with the big one, the ACC matchup. So, Virginia-Miami. You might not have a lot. I didn't really have much here either. But Miami, we saw the opener here in the range of five. We're down to as low as three and a half in some markets, but four and a half is a prevailing number with a total of 62 or 62 and a half. We watched this Virginia team get smacked by Wake Forest last Friday. So, now they're back here on a shorter week uh, taking on Miami on a Thursday night. So what's the read, if anything, here for the uh, Miami Hurricanes? Because as we know, the season has not got off to the start that you expect. You finally get some good vibes going after you beat the crap out of Central Connecticut State. Congratulations. But what can you do in conference play against a Virginia team that I think has some really strong problems defensively? Well, Virginia does have issues, but Miami might have bigger issues. And I, I don't like to lay points with Manny Diaz, who I consider one of the weakest coaches in college football. And really, why do you why do you schedule Central Connecticut State? Just schedule UConn. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to play a Patsy, schedule UConn. Do you have to go to Central Connecticut State? It was sixty nine nothing last week. What do you gain from that? Uh, I I think the Derek King, the quarterback for the Hurricanes, is um, a little banged up right now. Yep. You've you've seen him limping around. He's taking oh, a lot of hit, hits. Every hit yeah. he takes, it's the shoulder. It's something, man. Yeah. And he's taking a lot of punishment. He, yeah, he's he's beat up. He's got a lot of wear and tear on him. It, it's just tough for me to back this uh, Miami team and lay points. I, it looks like a decent spot for the Hurricanes, but uh, I don't want to do it. And uh, Miami's best game today was a 25-23 win over Appalachian State in Week 2. But the Hurricanes were seven-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. I know you got behind Manny Diaz in week three and regretted it. Uh, Michigan State blew out Miami 
38 to 17 in that game. Miami was a seven point home favorite. I just, with Derek King beat up and Manny Diaz, a coach, you're not going to get me to lay points with the Kings. Yeah, and we, and we should know, too, like the official designation about 24 hours ago was that Derek King is questionable. So we haven't right. had anything official for King or whether or not he is going to play. I expect him to play. But. Yeah, and even that, like if he's limited or it's the one report stated that you could see guys like Tyler Van Dyke out there and maybe get a little bit more from the other back mm-hmm. of quarterbacks in that regard. But given the way that Derek King has played, the inefficiencies of this offense overall, it might not even be that much of a loss. Because if you look at the screen, Circa actually reached one point as high as six for Miami in this game. And then you got the injury news started to trickle it out and then boom, now they're all the way down to three and a half. Well, so when you, when you look at matchups like this, if you're a little bit in doubt, I always say, look at their coaches. Yeah. Okay. Which coach is the superior guy here? Huh? It's not many DS. It's not. <laughs> it's the better coach is getting four and a half points or was getting six points. So yeah, I'm not going to, not going to find me on the favorite. In this yep. Game. All right. So with that, we move on from here. And, and like I said, two screen experience tonight. It'll be interesting to see what Miami can do against Virginia. It seems like a spot where they could potentially get a win, even with the injury to De'Ara King, given how poor Virginia has been defensively. With that, we did get news as well. This is in favor of a play that is in your pocket. And I made last night too. Arkansas on the road against Georgia. One of the bigger matchups of the weekend. JT Daniels is going to play, but he's dealing with a lat injury. Still expected to be out there, but again, not something you want in a massive matchup in the SEC between two top 10 teams. Georgia's still 18 and a half. There's 19s out there as well, but this is already a kid who, and we've talked about this before, right? The throws outside the hashes, you want some strength, downfield passing, all this thing. He already struggles with that when fully healthy, so a lat, a lat injury can't really help you in that regard. No, and I, I don't. this doesn't have any bearing on how I handicap yep. this game at all because I don't have much respect for JT Daniels as a playmaker at the quarterback position. Uh, we saw the number drop when Georgia played UAB and JT Daniels was declared out. Did the Bulldogs miss him in that game? No. Not a bit. Not a bit. So I, I don't think there's a, a drop-off at all. So JT Daniels, not fully healthy, makes no difference to me. In fact, Georgia might be better with the number two quarterback. But I will say this, the Arkansas defensive front is uh, pretty tough, man. They put pressure on the quarterback. Ask the Texas quarterbacks. Ask uh, Zach Calzada at Texas A&M. Arkansas is not just a power running team and an athletic uh, offensive team. Arkansas has got a really athletic, powerful defensive front too that puts pressure on quarterbacks. And uh, whoever's a quarterback for Georgia is going to be under under pressure in this matchup. Yep. So uh, there's a lot of games on the board that I think are really interesting. We've talked a lot about a lot of the big ones, but I want to get your thoughts on some of these as we've seen some interesting moves in the market and uh, some news around some of these too. But I wanted to start with the Mountain West matchup, a very big one and one that is going to uh, mean a lot in the grand scheme of things in that conference. Nevada on the road against Boise State. I thought this was pretty fascinating because we've seen the market move in favor of Boise State. Broncos are up to a six and a half point favorite now with a total of 58.5 over Nevada. So you look at this overall, and I think there's some interesting matchups here to look at, right? Boise State, for example, along the defensive line, really solid from a pass rushing perspective, but the worst yards per game on the ground allowed in the Mountain West up to this point in terms of what they've allowed to opponent running games, things like that. I am pretty fascinated by what we saw last week from Boise State, getting out gained yards per play, but a weird matchup against Utah State where the Aggies kept shooting themselves in the foot, but the market still has a lot of support here up to 6.5. Yeah, I'm not really sure why. Uh, I was looking for injury news, I think, because it seemed like a pretty the injury news is negative for Nevada. Elijah Cook, or Cooks, excuse me, who's uh, Nevada's probably I'd say second best wide receiver is out for the season with a Louis Frank foot injury, and that's a big loss for the Wolfpack offense because you got Romeo Dubs and uh, Elijah Cooks, who are two big time receivers. Now Cooks is done, uh, so that's uh, a big time target that Carson Strong is going to lose on the Nevada side. But Boise. Is not running the ball effectively. Right now, Boise's averaging 2.5 yards per carry. 
and the defense is shooting some holes. Uh, what's the weakness, I think, of this Nevada team? Probably the run defense because the Wolfpack got run over by K-State a couple weeks ago, which didn't surprise me. I thought that might happen. And uh, the Boise State can't run the ball. This is not the Boise State offense with Alexander Madison, right? Yep. It's, uh, it's a totally different offense. So I, it's hard for me to, to know what to make of Boise. I've been on the wrong side. I was on Boise against Oklahoma State. There were some fluke plays in that game. I ended up on the, on the losing side, and I thought Boise should have won that game. Last week on Utah State, getting the points, there were a lot of fluke plays that happened in favor of Boise, and the game turns into 23 to win in favor of the Broncos. So uh, I, I lean to the Nevada side here, but again, I, I have not been able to figure out Boise the last couple of weeks. I decided at the end I might just be better off staying away from this game. But um, I do have Nevada over the season win total, so I have something uh, riding on it. But I, I expected Nevada to lose this game when, when I looked at the schedule before the season. The one positive here is the Wolfpack did have an extra week to prepare for this game. Yeah, and uh, Bachmeyer, too, I think Nevada's totally got the stronger quarterback. Bachmeyer still taking a lot of punishment. He's been sacked seven times in his last three games, turns the ball over consistently, too, yeah. uh, which is going to be a little bit of an issue, especially if you can't run the ball like you've mentioned uh, with that shoddy run game that they've had up to this point. Washington and Oregon State. I wanted to bring this up because this has been, of course, another one of these line moves uh, that has been relatively strong. We saw Washington open up at Circa on Sunday, humans, uh, four. Steadily declining all the way through. Now Oregon State, a two-point favorite. Total's been spiked up from 55.5 to 58. Although Oregon State's playing pretty good football. We watched them run all over USC right last time. Uh, is the market getting out a little ahead of itself with the overwhelming uh, move here? In you know, favor I, of the I, don't, I don't think so. Actually, I made Oregon State a three-point favorite in this game. Uh, that was, those were the numbers I made Saturday night, and I was a little bit surprised to see Washington open as a favorite. Uh, Jonathan Smith is a damn good coach. He's doing a great job with his Oregon State team. Uh, they were right in it until the final minute at Purdue to open the season. I, I really wasn't surprised. I'm uh, that surprised. I was surprised by the how thorough the beatdown was at USC last week, but really not that Oregon State uh, played well and had a chance to win the game. Oregon State dominated the game. That was the only surprising aspect. I just, JVT from the beginning, I have not thought much of this Washington football team. When I when I previewed the Pac-12 for the VCU College Football Betting Guide, I have low expectations. I don't think Jimmy Lake is a great coach. The quarterback play has been way below average. So I think Oregon State right now is a better football team, deserves to be the favorite. All right. Well, we'll get back to uh, college football. We have best bets on the other side. And I know, I know, you've all been waiting for this since yesterday. Matt Humans and his review of Cry Macho, the final film. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. This feature is going to give you insights to where the money and the bets are moving for every game. And you're going to be able to decide where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. That was intense, right? Love the enthusiasm. That's good. I checked all the betting splits before I got to these best bets. Let's do it. All right, so. One addition on the NFL side and one addition on the college side for the National Football League humans. The addition is the Los Angeles Rams minus four and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. So I do think that this is probably where the market's going to bottom out. I don't think we're going to get to like four. So I'm going to take that guess here and, and lay it here with Los Angeles. And one of the primary reasons, and this has been, I think the one issue that you have seen for Arizona pop up through three games. And I'd like to think that through three games, the issues that you start to show are the issues you're going to have for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Now, are they going to be as extreme Right up to this point, probably not because I say that because the Cardinals are giving up 5.3 yards per carry on the ground to opposing running games, right? They are dead last in the National Football League in a lot of categories when it comes to defending the run or at the bottom of the league, 20th or lower. Yeah, the Vikings ran wild. Dalvin Cook yep. especially ran wild on the Cardinals' defense. How many times we see them? And, and that's the thing. When you look at some of the football outsider metrics, you're talking about second-level yards per carry, open field yards per carry. They are at the bottom of the league. A right. lot of big broken runs there in Dalvin Cook. You saw him do that. And the Rams are going to be able to do that. doesn't matter who it is. This running scheme, we know it, right? The zone blocking scheme, the zone running scheme is going to be able to break off good chunks of runs. It opens up everything for Matthew Stafford. And I just think when we talked about this before, I think the Cardinals are a little overvalued by the market. And I think we saw the market last week go against this Los Angeles Rams team, made them an underdog at home. Mm -hmm. We're seeing this again here. 
I, this is a good team. Matthew Stafford is working out for them. Defensively, they're going to be able to keep everything in front of them. No big plays allowed like the Cardinals like to get when they got them against Jacksonville. They got them against right. Minnesota. Those won't be available here. So comfortable laying four and a half there with the Rams, along with Falcons plus one and a half, and then the two teasers. Rams pick. It was six at the time. Didn't think it was going to get any lower. Uh, Packers minus one, and then a six-point teaser as well. Falcons up to seven and a half. Chiefs minus one and a half against the Eagles. Yeah, I, I think some betters in the market may be thinking, well, this is a flat spot for the Rams off that hyped game against the Bucks last week, you know, and they they essentially blew out the Buccaneers. They played their A-plus game, I think, offensively, and uh, a lot of people may be expecting a letdown for the Rams in this spot. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why the betting support's showing up for the Cardinals. That's I think that's the best argument you can make. It is, and like I don't really – and maybe this is a flaw in my handicapping the NFL. I don't really believe in letdown spots, and especially when it comes to – it's not like – because I was asked about this for this game as well. It's not like you're going from – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Cincinnati Bengals, right? right? A cross-conference opponent that doesn't really have anything to do with you. It's from the Bucs to divisional opponent who's off to just a good, as good of a start as you are. Mm-hmm. So this is really important in the grand scheme of things for these guys. So I would not think that they're going to look past or have a letdown spot against the divisional Well, there should not be letdown spots when you're facing a division opponent, right. certainly. I don't think it should be a letdown spot, but I'm trying to figure out why the betting support's showing up for the Cardinals. Maybe that's one reason. I do think there are letdown spots. Like the Rams had one last year when they were 17-point home favorites over the Jets. <laughs> yeah. It didn't show up for that game, right? Very true. Uh, you do. Uh, you definitely have more letdown spots in college football. Yep. I, I don't emphasize that as much in NFL handicapping. Uh, best bets I've got so far for this week in the NFL. Uh, I did take the Vikings, plus two. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I was on the Vikings last week. You were too. Maybe you're the smart guy flipping sides going to the Browns this week, but uh, when I look at the Browns, I see a defense that's picked on two rookie quarterbacks the past two weeks on their home field. Davis Mills, they were struggling with the Texans when Tyrod Taylor was in the game. Davis Mills comes in the second half, the Browns pull away. Last week, Justin Fields. Uh, it's like, uh, I said, it's like beating up a kid in a wheelchair. That's what the Browns did last week against the Bears and uh, Matt Nagy. You don't get much credit for that. This week, you're running into Kirk Cousins, who is – the hottest quarterback in the NFL if it's not Tom Brady. Yeah. 74% completions, eight touchdowns, no picks. Cousins is playing really well, and this Vikings uh, run offense is uh, one of the best in the NFL as well. I know the Browns can run the ball. I just I, I think this uh, Minnesota defense got a lot of potential. They were missing some key guys in that game in Arizona, and it looked a lot worse. They held Russell Wilson and the Seahawks to 17 points yep. last week. No points in the second half. Uh, I'm, I'm going to as a better, a lot of times, or a handicapper, you like to stay on the teams that pay you off. Mm-hmm. And I've been on the Vikings uh, in their their cover at Arizona and their mm-hmm. win last week, so I'm just going to stick with the Vikings here. I think it's an underrated, undervalued team in the betting market. Uh, they're close to being 3-0. and well, We can say this about a lot of teams. Right. They're close to being 2-1, and 3-0. They're 1-2. and two. A lot of teams close to 0-3. Right. And I, I think that just changes the way people look at the Vikings uh, right now. Anyway, I'm playing the Lions over the Bears. I, I can't imagine a scenario where the Bears should be favored uh, by three points with that offense, which is abysmal. I wrote these games up, vcin.com. Our NFL best bets are going to be out, I, I think, tomorrow. They're out today or tomorrow? Uh, deadline's today. I think they're up tomorrow. So, Okay. Lions plus three, Vikings plus two, Ravens plus one and a half in the six-point teaser on the Packers, minus a half point, Buccaneers minus a half point, uh, a couple of home favorites, excuse me, a, a couple of favorites that I don't believe are going to lose. Uh, this weekend. This is not my favorite week in the NFL. I, I've had a lot of plays I really liked week one, week two, week three. I'm not crazy about this week's card. Yep. Happens. And uh, I would also, when you look at it from um, 
your perspective when, it, when you talked about the Minnesota Vikings and, and what they've been able to do. I think it's a really fair point. And the other point is, I, I was uh, I was talking about this matchup with somebody else, and they said, "Well, I'll take I'll usually take the better quarterback, and that'll be Baker Mayfield." And my thought was, mm-hmm. "Is he the better quarterback right now?" Because Kirk because uh, Kirk Cousins has been absolutely Baker fantastic. Baker May- Mayfield is not the better quarterback. <laughs> I don't think he is. Right I'm, now. T- I'm taking the home dog with the better quarterback here. Yep. And also, I, th- I thought what that Minnesota defense did against the uh, the Seahawks last week was pretty impressive. Yep. Uh, for me, and I did add one in college, too, and it, you know what it is. It's uh, it's Arkansas plus 18 and yeah. a half against Georgia. It's hard to pass up a number like that. I love this offensive line. Sounds like K.J. Jefferson is going to be available and be perfectly fine. Uh, this is a front seven that I think is a little underrated. It's a big number for a game that, that I think is going to have a, a somewhat slow and slogging pace, similar to actually kind of what we saw in that Texas A&M mm-hmm. Arkansas, uh, Arkansas game last week. So uh, Arkansas plus 18 and a half, the addition for me. All right, I'll just list, run though. through these plays quickly so we can get to the movie review. Notre Dame plus two and a half, Oregon State minus two and a half, Stanford plus eight, Mississippi plus 15, Arkansas plus 19, Wisconsin minus one. Uh, So it's six plays for college football, and I'll have uh, at least two or three ads to this on the Friday show when Scott Kellen is in with me. Hey, by the way, Pro Football Focus has graded only two quarterbacks this season with an 80-plus rating in each of the first three games. You know who those two quarterbacks are? I think one of them is Kirk Cousins. Yes. The other would be Derek Carr. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, okay. Cousins oh, yeah, and Brady. One, yeah. yep. Tom Brady's been pretty damn good. How do I grade Clint Eastwood's likely final film? <laughs> you tell me. Cry Macho, <laughs> one that is taking theaters by storms, although Rotten Tomatoes did not really like it. And it sounds like Matt Eumanns did not like it that much. Well, I'll him. preface this by saying, as you know, I'm, I'm one of the biggest Clint Eastwood fans in the world. Yes. So I went to the movie theater for the first time in about two years to see Cry Macho. And all I could think of in the first uh, half hour was, you remember Willie Mays in his final season with the Mets? Fondly. You probably don't. Yeah, fondly. It was sad. <laughs> it was sad. Willie Mays' final season. These are athletes who stayed one year too long. How about Michael Jordan with the Wizards? You remember that? I remember that, yes. How about Shaq with the Celtics? He averaged nine points a game. <laughs> Quite the body transformation for Shaq, too. Yep. <laughs> Look how fat he looks in that <laughs> Celtics uniform. Athletes who stayed one year too long. Willie Mays with the Mets, Michael Jordan with the Wizards, Shaq with the Celtics. How about Franco Harris? A lot of people don't even remember. He wrapped up his career with the Seahawks. You sent this over? I didn't even know that until you sent this. That is incredible. Johnny Unitas. A lot of people, a lot of old-timers still say the best quarterback they've ever seen. Johnny U finished up with the Chargers. Wow, they stopped watching football after 1960, huh? Yeah, it was sad. And uh, Manny Pacquiao definitely stayed one fight too long. Yes. He's off a loss, and he is retired. I thought he should have retired a couple of years ago. Clint Eastwood made one movie too many. Uh, I really thought he should have called it quits after The Mule, uh, a movie a movie that I really liked a few years ago. I thought the, the, the Mule was an outstanding movie. This cry macho effort is lame. The storyline is pathetic, and I hate to say it because I'm a big Clint Eastwood fan, but 20 minutes into the movie, I said this was a big mistake to come out to the theater to watch this. The girl I took to the movie theater told me on the way out afterwards, you just wasted an hour and a half of my life. <laughs> and I said, give me another chance. I can waste more of your time. Let's go out and watch the jaguars Bengals game next week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least that's football and you can get some drinks with that. That's incredible. So Cry Macho, not worth it. No, tale of- it's not. I hate to say it, but don't waste your time. It sounded like uh, the synopsis made it sound like it was a touching film about teaching somebody how to become a righteous man as they cross Re- the Read Mexican the synopsis. Desert. Do you have it? <laughs> As lame as lame as the storyline sounds for this movie, it's even worse when you see it play out on the screen. Ready for this? Uh, yeah. 
A one-time rodeo star and washed-up horse breeder in 1978 takes a job from an ex-boss to bring the man's young son home and away from his alcoholic mom. Crossing rural Mexico on their way back to Texas, the unlikely pair faces an unexpectedly challenging journey, <laughs> during which the world-weary horseman may and his own sense of redemption through teaching his boy what it means to be a good man. Yeah, well, that actually makes it sound respectable, but it's not. It's far worse. You didn't learn how to be a good man from that, huh? It's, it's, it's not a good <laughs> but, movie, and I hate to say it, because I love Clint Eastwood, but man, stayed one movie too long. Football Friday, tomorrow on The Edge. <laughs> we'll see you then. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.